Kiora, and welcome to Walking the Shadowlands podcast. Let me be your guide as we take a walk into the shadowy realms of the unexplained, of the paranormal, of things that go bump in the night and haunt your dreams. Your hosts. Hi everyone, welcome back. Next week we have a fresh new season of our podcast, starting with some interesting guests and topics that I've really enjoyed organising for you all. Of course, whilst the show's been in a break, I have not. I've been really busy interviewing, researching and putting the new season episodes together. Here's a sneak peek of some of the first four upcoming episodes in season five. Most of us go to work and don't think too much about how our everyday life impacts on our work credibility. But for some of us, this can be a very huge issue, especially if we're in the public eye and pretty well known in our field of work. Now, imagine if you went about your normal business and private life. You'd never given the paranormal or other states of being much thought. Or if you did, you dismissed it. You really didn't believe in the paranormal, the unseen realms, in the shadowlands, where things are mysterious and unexplained. It simply isn't part of your day-to-day paradigm or way of thinking. Early on, when we were working on the house outside, a gentleman who had lived here for almost 25 years saw us outside. He pulled in, came almost running over to us and and said, you guys know this house is haunted. Well, we really hadn't worked inside with it much. So um, my wife and I looked at each other. I had to bite my tongue because what I wanted to say is that explains the half-empty booze bottles we're finding <laughs> hidden uh, different parts of the house. But he seemed like a nice guy, and I didn't want to be rude. When we had first moved in the house, I was actually sitting right where I'm sitting now. Um, We hadn't lived in the house maybe more than a week. And my wife ran into town to get groceries. It was after dark. And I heard footsteps um, in the hallway approaching my office. And I stopped and I thought, is Diane home already? So I hollered out, hello. The footsteps stopped. I went back to work. The footsteps resumed. Um, The steps came in through my office, cast a human-sized shadow on the wall to my left. When it walked between the lamp on my desk and here, it got very cold. The steps went right beside me and then into the formal parlor to my right. When I looked, I didn't see anything, but yet what I could not see with my eyes cast a a very clear shadow, which I thought was rather odd. What happens when going to bed at night is no longer safe for you, when, in fact, it becomes a terrorizing experience, and not just when you're asleep, when you're awake as well? This is what happened 
with these next guests. And it felt like something was trying to spread my legs open and grab my crotch. And I was like, I've never had that feeling before. That was so freaking weird. And um, I would be laying there and it felt, literally felt like somebody was fondling my breasts. And I could see my skin moving like the indentation of someone touching me on my breasts. I could feel like a flutter or like burning in between my legs. So it was very weird. These are very traumatic. It doesn't sound like it would be. It sounds like it would be something enjoyable. It's not. It's like being raped. It's hard to explain, but it's like I know him, which makes it more terrifying <laughs> because I've never met anybody so absolutely soulless so empty and so cold and absolutely so dark that it pierces you and pierces every sense of your being. Absolutely the most terrifying thing I've ever encountered in my life. And then I felt something hop into the bed, lay behind me and cuddle into me in the, in the spooning position. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I put my hand behind me and it fell to the mattress. And then I put my arm back up. But I still knew there was something there. One thing I've always had an absolute passion for, and that's paranormal investigations. So I was really excited to get the opportunity to talk with Christy from the Soul Sisters Paranormal Investigation Team based in Florida in the US. This is an all-female paranormal investigation team. I hold a PhD. My twin sister has a PhD as well. Um, both of those are in public administration with an emphasis on criminal justice. And then our younger sister has a Juris Doctorate, which is a lawyer. And then Cara, another friend of ours um, on the group, has her Juris Doctorate as well. And she's also a lawyer. And then uh, Kim has a master's degree in, in education and a historical background. So we do approach it as a research-based group. When you go into these cases, especially for residential or, or business cases, those that were called in to investigate, you know, the first thing that you want to do is you want to inform the owner that, yes, you believe them. You believe that they believe that something is going on and you either want to find evidence of what's causing that or, you know, find evidence of paranormal. It was just my sister and I, and we were doing an EVP session in the room where Ma and Fred were killed. And my question was, what happened in this room? And the spirit box, through the spirit box, it said someone murdered us. 
And I said, Fred, are you here? And we got the name Fred. And then another voice that said that was Kate. And Kate was Ma Barker's given name. So to us, to me, that is saying they murdered us in this room, they being the FBI. Um, So for me, that is their story. That is what Ma and Fred would want to convey if they had the opportunity to tell their story. And that's what I conveyed in my video. Spirit attachment is not as common as people think it is. From all the TV shows and movies made showing such events, being influenced by a lower level spirit, however, is. The attachments can be in varying degrees, from merely influencing to full-on controlling the person's actions. These are always done without the person's explicit consent. episode I have a very brave guest who talks about how such an entity actually split up her family and the ongoing effects that her family and herself suffer because of it. I just had this gut feeling that something bad was going to happen. I don't know what it was. (laughs) I just had this feeling. It got to the point where my cousin was doing heroin inside the house. Uh And... Yeah, she was smoking weed. She was doing heroin. There was a huge fight between mom, dad, and my cousin. And they were saying, you need to leave. You need to get out. We don't allow this in the house. So there was a railing and you could see down the stairs. And my cousin looked at me and I swear her eyes turned glossy black. And for a second, she had horns. Like it was a split second. It was almost like you imagined it, but I swear it was real. It was so real. And she looked at me, gave me this horrible, nasty, snarling look. And I felt like she was going to hurt me. I just felt awful dread. And like, I felt like I was in danger. Like even talking about it right now, I'm getting goosebumps. brother was not like that what didn't suffer from depression prior to your cousin coming and living with you he actually had an entire personality change and if you were to see pictures of him before to pictures of him afterwards and I showed my fiance and he said that's not your brother wow that's not that's not him he um he stopped eating he he had a 
it was horrible for my brother. My brother probably had it the worst. And my brother, I think, is the most traumatic one for me to deal with as well. Be sure and catch the first episode of our new season next week. I met a ghost at Gettysburg. Then regularly, every two weeks after that. See you then. Thanks for listening. 